Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 14, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is take a look at what's jumping off the page, and then we're going to drill down to prove a point that we've been talking about over and over and over again. So on the daily chart, we see we're again flirting with the trend line. The trend line is now uber important. It's more important now than it was before, and I'm going to explain that in a little while. First, let's take it from a couple of different angles. So yesterday, they had the tremendously big take them out behind the woodshed, whack them across the head 17 times type of down day. As we all know by now, it was the largest down day since the pandemic crash, if you will. And of course, right into our trend line, and then you flip over to today, and after the big, tremendous down day, today was more quiet, it was more of a chop shop formation, and then if you read the notes early in the morning, it was, as they say in the trading parlance, Whipsaw Wednesday, and that was put out on Twitter early this morning. Come see me on Twitter. I'm starting to get active. I'm starting to put out meaningful information, specifically in the morning. It's only going to get better and better. I'm dipping my toe in the water. So now we flip over to today, and you see they spiked down through the trend line, but yet finished above the trend line once again. So the market knows the importance of this trend line. But check this out. Right of the vertical is today's activity. They ran a test early in the day, came back for an after-lunch snack, and then did the thing like they gave the traders the impression that they were going to trade right into the abyss. And then they turned around, fought back, put on a rescue operation to close back above the trend line. Just look at the last 15 to 20 minutes, maybe even... 30 minutes of the trading day. Here's the candle ending, 15.35, 3.35 in the afternoon. They put in the bottom and then relentlessly went up to close above the trend line and away from the trend line by the bell. Now let's get back to the daily chart. Now what we want to discuss is the importance of this trend line once again. So Mrs. Market knows about it, and when she was over here hitting it for the first time, it was just a trend line. However, the fact that they bounced up last week and are now coming back down, they created something different. Now, this may not be the greatest looking head and shoulders formation, but it is in fact a valid head and shoulders formation that was created by trading away from the trend line last week and coming back down. So this is valid if they were to close below the trend line. They're fighting it. The market knows about it. Traders know about it, a lot of people know about it, the more people that know about it, the less likely it is to happen. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Remember, quadruple witching options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. Don't be surprised if they trade away from this trend line Thursday and Friday of this week. Trying to recapture SPY 400, 401, maybe even up to 403. Now, why would they do that? Or better said, what would they be doing if they were doing that? And here's the answer. 
you take a look at the big time breakdown candle high. Now keep in mind, the candle technically starts from all the way up here where they closed Monday night. But for argument's sake, we'll use the opening price and the high of yesterday as a pretty good spot where if they began climbing up the big breakdown candle, they would be targeting as they got closer the magnetic place which is toward the higher end of that breakdown candle and just so happens it's right around 400, the big fat round number, up to 402, 403 even on a spike above, something in that neighborhood. Flip side is getting below the trend line opens the door for another leg lower. Now, how we measure ultimately if in fact this head and shoulders pattern were to trigger how we measure the ultimate target is one thing. What happens in the near term is something different. This is actually a pretty large one, and therefore it would have a Lollapalooza type of event on the way down getting to the ultimate completion or target. Let's look at things another way for a few moments. When you look at the 240-minute chart, you see what was going on in the last two candles into this trend line they're putting in tail candles that signifies they're attempting, and I emphasize attempting, a bottoming process. Doesn't have to be a long-term bottom, but a bottoming process nonetheless. If they were to do that and they started to rally, where are they going? We just talked about it, 400. And by the way, what did they do on the way down? They ran a test of the last big-time breakup candle, and they ran a test of the low in the sequence. Plus or minus a little bit, sometimes they come up short, sometimes they spike them through, either support for a breakup candle low or resistance for a breakdown candle high in those general zones, the highs and the lows. When we look at the 120 minute chart, what we don't see is the same bottoming process, but what we do see, at least an attempt of, into the end of the day, the last 120 candle of the day, that's a two hour candle, they tried to put in a reversal candle, reversing the prior candle. They ran a test of the high, funny how that works, but they couldn't close above it. For now, we'll just say that's of note. The hourly chart's not really telling us anything different than the 120 chart. They're just fighting the trend line. Doesn't mean you can't gap below it tomorrow, and it doesn't mean you can't gap up near 400 tomorrow. Either one is certainly possible, or they can trade to or through either way. Remember, one more time, quadruple witching, options, expiration, weird stuff happens. Expect the unexpected. Food for thought. We were anticipating, or I was anticipating, the market would pick up speed this week. So Monday, they push up a little bit. It's a rather quiet day. Looks like I'm wrong. Tuesday, they absolutely crushed the tape. They didn't necessarily pick up speed per se, but we could say they picked up speed. And they had a tremendous down day, even though it was a slow motion freight train on the way down. Today, it was a rather quiet day, somewhat of a chop shop formation. The range was good because volatility expand and the amount of points they were down yesterday allows for a larger range today. That's the way it works. So we had a quiet day, a busy day, a rather quiet day today, what are we expecting tomorrow? Are we expecting a busy day back in the northern direction? Write that down, put it on a sticky note, it's on the table, about inside the numbers. Now, before we get into the commentary, I wanna make mention of something. When you have a quadruple witching options expiration, 
We're expecting big swings in both directions. We're expecting weird stuff to happen. You have to take that into an account from an intraday perspective and think about it like this. Whatever the market is doing, whatever I think I see, keep in mind that five minutes later, it may change and look like something entirely different. Not that that can't happen every single day, and sometimes it does. It's just more prevalent in a week like this. It's hump day already. After yesterday's bona fide woodshed day, we're seeing a bit of a DCB or dead cat bounce around zero dark 30. We'll start with the most important thing for the bulls to do, which is staying above our trend line, Irene's new address. We talked about it ad nauseum. Here it is again at zero dark 30 for inside the number members. We have to set the table, set the stage. It's the pregame warm-up routine. Under normal garden variety conditions, there would be some kind of a bounce today in the spirit of dead cats and the reflex bounce from the oversold situation. Did we get a bounce today? We got a little bounce. Technically, we got a bounce. Let's just say the S&P was up 13 points on the cash index at the end of the day. It's not much of a bounce. They were certainly higher earlier. So they bounced back and forth is what they did. We call it a chop shop formation. Today, the trend line will come in around 392.65. I lowered that to 392.50 a little bit later in the morning. Getting below will open the door for a spike below 391. They almost did that. They came close. The low of day was 391.12, I believe. Each time they paid a visit to the trend line, there was a 15-round bull-bear prize fight. So far, the bulls won every time, including today. How many punches in the face can they take before saying uncle? If they bounce the tape a little, the first order of business is to recapture 394. Here's a five-minute chart we think better in pictures. 394 is the horizontal line, and you can see they opened above it, so they recaptured it by the opening bell. They quickly dropped them, and then they recaptured it again. And look at all the lows of these candles in the first, let's say, 30 to 40 minutes of trading. They were bouncing off 394 before giving up the ghost and running a test of the trend line one more time. Now, if they were going to bounce... It creates the situation where they start climbing up the slide created yesterday. What slide, you might say? Well, remember when you were a kid trying to walk up a slide. If it's slippery, you fall right back down. Well, look at the steepness of yesterday's slide. This is a 10-minute chart. Look at these candles, one after the other after the other. This is why I said it was a slow-moving freight train, kind of like death by a thousand cuts if you were on the long side. All right, fair enough. Let's see what we have as the day starts to click away. We had the PPI release this morning, different than the CPI Kabuki from yesterday. So the PPI was basically a nothing situation. They tried to goose the tape a little bit on the release, but didn't go anywhere. Now keep this in mind. Put this on a sticky note for tomorrow because 397, while they didn't hit it today, that is a normal garden variety retracement. A little bit above 397, We're rounding and we're front-running the actual numbers because in a downtrend, they miss numbers on the upside more than they miss them on the downside. So while they didn't hit it today, doesn't mean they can't do it tomorrow. And just above 397 is overhead resistance. Let's move along, see what else we have. Nine o'clock in the trading community today is known as Whipsaw Wednesday. Without the known knowns, we'll have the awareness of Some big swings in both directions. We certainly got that. Not as big as yesterday, but we got pretty decent swings. 
rather than, and this was my opinion at the time, but rather than a one-way, slow-moving freight train like yesterday. So now we start to get a little bit of granular. 394 and a quarter is an important number, keeps the door open for 395. And when they bounce back up, they spike through 395, and that was it. They couldn't sustain it, and they came back down. Wait for more. There's a higher number later. We're going to put another line on the screen as soon as I scroll up a little more. Mind you, this is all before the opening bell. You have your numbers in your pocket going into the trading day. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. 934, 393.13 is the exact number of the gap. Left open from yesterday, if they don't bounce, trouble for the bulls, the door will open for the trend line, which was below the gap. And you saw they did all that. They did both the up and the downside. They did both sides of the coin today. Here we go again. Below 393.13, the door is open for the trend line around 392.50. Now, that's actually rising not only day to day, but even throughout the day. Now I've moved the lower line to intersect the trend line, 392.50, and you can see earlier in the day, it was 392.50. Later in the day, it actually is moving up a little bit because it's a trend line that's going from the lower left toward the upper right. We're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. 9.45, and there's your spike of 395 we spoke about. 395.85 is also another spot of magnetic and overhead resistance stuff. Back to the pictures, and there's your 395.85. You'll see later in the notes, they could go ahead and spike up to 396. They like those round numbers. They come up short sometimes. Sometimes they spike them through, but they love the round numbers. 395.85 is too close not to go get the round number. The high was 396.20. Hey, you doing? Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. They get into a chop shop formation. All the numbers that you see on the page were visited today at one point or another. This is information that if you're active in the market during the trading day, you can use this information to your advantage. Here we go again. How many times are they going to test this trend line? This is an intraday chart. It's today's activity. You saw it already, and here it is. Just putting it out there for inside the number members about stocks on the move. Let's take a look at some charts. We'll take a look at BMY. How about Big Mo? We'll take a look at Nucor Steel, NUE, and then we'll take a look into Alcoa. Let's start with Mrs. Burger. Who's that? Mrs. Shitburger. My numbers were wrong in Alcoa today. They pretty much cut through them like a hot knife through butter. This was a stop out. That's what stops are for. It happens. Sometimes we just can't get them all right. This one today had a different destination in mind than I thought they would early this morning. BMY ended up coming into the number in the afternoon. You see it bounced off of it. The numbers work. That's the takeaway. Whether or not anybody wanted to take a trade late in the day like this is up to them. We call that trader's choice. The takeaway is the numbers work, except in Alcoa. Big Mo, they came into the number, they floundered around, they just went back and forth in the chop shop formation near the number for the most part all day long. No harm, no foul, it just hung around the number looking for a cup of coffee. Nucor, this was a creeper, we don't like creeping markets. They came into the first number creeping along, they creeped into the second number, creeped back to the first, crept down to the third, crept under the third, and back to the third by the closing bell. We don't like 
creeping markets. This definitely classifies as the manner in which. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, not much. It's the same routine. Little bit of a bounce. We had a little bit of a bounce in the S&P. Little bit of a bounce in all the markets. It's all the same market. It's a reflex bounce. It's a dead cat bounce. It's an oversold bounce. I hate that term, but it is what it is. It's whatever you want to call it. It's a bounce in a downtrend that's normal garden variety market activity. We can't really make too much out of this until or unless they were able to get above this breakdown candle high at 186, we'll call it. Then it would open the door to go fill the gap. Until they can do that, there's not much going on in the upside if they can do that. And on the downside, we have this trend line, but they came close, bounced away. I wouldn't necessarily hold too much stock in the trend line. It's not the same as the one in the S&P. I also want to take a moment, we're back on the SPY, but a weekly chart, to show you how quickly things change. So if you just look at the end of last week and forget about the last red candle in the sequence, let's see if I can get it off the screen. Well, not really, a little bit. So you see this all of a sudden, it looks like, hey, they're bouncing the tape, good close on the week, and then here we are right back down. So just because they had a good close last week doesn't necessarily mean that was the beginning of another leg higher. Now, if they rip it back up from here, that's a different story. Close above the high of last week, this week, that would be an indication of higher prices. However, right back down in a couple of days, you have to say, wait a minute, that's not necessarily the norm to eat up that many points in one day. It's out of character for a normal market. It would be in the 20% camp of the 80-20 rule in terms of normal stuff. So we have to take that for what it is. It's sticky note worthy. Tremendous down day. You have to raise your eyebrows and say, hey, not sure what's going to happen over the next few days, but we have to take stock in this. The market's trying to tell us something. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they tried to sell them off a little bit today, ran a better test of the breakup candle low. I'm looking at this candle here. The low is 13,359, and the low today was just above that 13,392, and the bounce, nice tail candle, but it's a tail in no man's land, so it doesn't really hold that much water. This is underneath all the moving averages. The trend is down. The pull is down. This goes for all markets across the board. The trend is your friend until she throws your shit off the roof. I can tell you right now from another chart, there's unfinished business in the transports below today's low. So even if they bounce away, they're coming back. What about the Q people? Nice little bounce for the Qs. They're working on the breakdown candle. If they can have another day or two of upside or positive type momentum, then they'll start to work their way back up toward 300, 302, 303 into that 100 period moving average. By the end of the week, it's going to be a big tell where they can close the week. Are they able to recapture any of that loss from yesterday, or are they just going to go back and forth and have some follow-through? Here's the XLF. I think we talked about 33 last night in the video, and if they were going to get below 33, it was 31.95. Today's low, 32.95, and the bounce. What are they doing here? They're holding the breakup candle low at 33.15. There's no accidents or coincidences, period. What's going on in Smash Mouth? Like all the other markets, dead cap bounce, couple of bucks, 1%. 
it's a nice up day, all things considered, it's no big deal. They're hanging around these lows, and if these lows are broken, I think we talked about it last night, it's a visit to 197 and lower. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.